0: And welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds a bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So, if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the Spy.
1: I'm Tyler Riley, Cop and a Half.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrialcom slash ADCPod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It is that easy go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod the book i'm going to recommend is lord edgeware dies which is um the book that this episode is based off of
2: sounds good and we yep. read it we did yeah, we we reviewed it yeah we talked about it on the pod so you can go listen to that episode what number is it we don't know but you'll find it <laughs> so tyler what's new
1: Not much, but. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming into the pod. And that was that section at the pod. (laughs) No, um, I recently have found that, you know, um, first of all, Ticketmaster has been trying to get in contact with venues to, you know, get ahead of like safe rollouts for contactless ticketing and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really smart. Uh, and more ticket company like ticket like ticket company sounds dumb as hell, but like I don't know another way to talk (laughs) about
2: them. No, I hear you. Like StubHub
1: and Ticketmaster and all that. Like it's good that Ticketmaster is like getting ahead of things seemingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I got an email from them yesterday. Uh, informing me that my AEW tickets that I was supposed to use last year when they were going to come to Newark uh, have been rescheduled for the week of my birthday.
2: That's that's exciting. And tell the people what AEW is.
1: AEW uh, can be found at 8 o'clock here in the States uh, on TNT. They know drama. Uh, (laughs) And it's... (laughs) It's all elite wrestling.
2: Hmm. Now, so,
1: this is the WWE's biggest competition in years.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, it's a WWE thing.
1: No, but it's their biggest competition. Like, oh, they're, yeah. They're their direct competitor. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I, I see. I see where you're, yeah, I'm I there see. now. Okay. okay.
2: So, does it have like former uh, WWE stars?
1: Yeah, uh, there's a few. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, the son of Dusty Rhodes, yep. the great Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, his youngest son Cody is there, as well as Dustin, who was formerly Gold Dust in the yes. WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left to you know support his brother. Um, Chris Jericho. Oh. Is there? Um, John Moxley. Who wrestled in WWE. Oh, he, you would know him, Melissa. He was Dean Ambrose.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, so he is the current AEW champion. Uh
2: Oh, that's Brody right.
1: uh wrestler who was Brody Lee and Luke Harper. Okay. Um he was in AEW uh, until his untimely passing last month.
2: Yeah, yeah. He just um, he just passed yeah. away. I remember hearing about that.
0: I have two questions. Sure. One, did you know all of those off the top of your head? Yes. Amazing. Two, why do all wrestling names also sound like porn actors' names? Well, I mean, if you
1: think about it,
2: yeah, Tristan, I feel like All, you can answer yeah. your own question they're, they're there.
0: fake names, is the answer to the question?
1: Is not, not always. Real?
2: Most of the time, they're fake. Yeah, you but...
1: think John Legend wouldn't also be a porn name? That's true. If he wasn't already a singer?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I may be playing my hand here, but I think it's the Rhodes thing. I think there's an inordinate amount of wrestlers and pornographic actors that have the last... They have have Roads?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Roads is actually like their family... No, Runnels is her last name. Oh, is that right? I think.
0: Yeah, because Dusty Rhodes is a fun joke. Sure. Like, you know, like a gravel. Yeah. You ever uh, drive down a gravel road with the windows down?
1: Uh, I have. Uh, can't say that it was a thing that I did often. I feel but like it's enjoyable.
2: Gets in the windows though, doesn't
0: it? It yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird sort of sensation. And even if you put on the AC though, it still comes through. Mm-hmm. The dust. Right. Yeah.
2: No. Absolutely. That's so true. So you
0: might as well get the the fun of maybe getting. I remember <laughs> distinctly as as a young child doing this with the the windows down, and and a rock flying up into the car from the gravel because it had hit the wheel, obviously, and it just, right, right into my lap.
1: Okay, and that's where I have to stop because The Rock is strictly WWE. He has <laughs> oh, nothing God. to do with AEW.
2: That is true. <laughs> AEW uh, sounds really cool.
1: It sounds It like- really is. Um, and it, like, gets away from storyline a bit. Like it's more focused on like the action of wrestling, though they did make the New York Times best 20 uh best of list in 2020 for performance uh, because of a sequence called uh, Le Dine de oh. uh which was a musical sequence that they <laughs> I did. I think I've
0: heard of this. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: Great. When Beautiful. So this is your birthday weekend, huh? Um, hmm maybe i'll uh maybe i'll buy myself a ticket
1: (gasps) oh my gosh that'd be so much fun
2: (laughs) and i mean if you have people that you're already going with and i'm crashing then i can definitely just
1: go watch no i only have i only have one other ticket and i was gonna take uh brian because i've been forcing brian to watch wrestling (laughs) and he (laughs) he likes it now uh, uh. Yes, he does. He likes it
0: so much. Is it assigned no.
2: seating or is it general admission?
1: It's assigned seating, but I'm okay. sure that like not everyone who had bought a ticket,
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. like
1: even lives in the area anymore. So I'm sure like tickets will be freed up.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this when it gets a little closer to and we have a better idea of. Uh,
1: okay, we do have like. It's literally nine months from now, so...
2: Yeah, and it's still... <gasps> or eight, rather. Yeah, it's still very pandemic-y, so yeah. I might hold off for a bit, but, like, I'm... That sounds really fun, and I am very interested, uh, if you don't mind me tagging along on your date
1: No, your the birthday. more people who come to me to wrestling, <laughs> the better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: two things.
0: Mm-hmm. One sit on a billboard and call that assigned seating
1: oh
0: <laughs> number two uh i might come too depending on yes whether or not i'm in an episode <gasps> um. y'all
2: i mean my goodness i just want to do everything now yeah. <laughs> when we were watching the episode I was thinking about, because Tyler, I think you and I had said that we're going to go to an opera and get super dressed up after this whole pandemic thing is over. Oh, that sounds lovely.
1: Yes, I got the glasses and everything.
2: Yeah, I know. And I was looking at all of uh, Jane's backless dresses, and I don't have a backless dress, but maybe I'll get one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I will, too. Ooh. I do Um, have a fun
2: little faux fur shoulder wrap. Very dramatic.
0: uh, I think we've talked about opera before on the on the show, but I love a good opera.
2: Yeah. And I mean. Hate a
0: bad one. Nothing worse than a bad opera. Though. Yeah. Ugh. Bad five hours of something you're not into. Ugh. Ugh.
2: Speaking of going to the theater and to places where you need tickets. Uh, Lord Edgware Dies, which is season series seven, episode two of Agatha Christie's Poirot, starring David Suchet. Opens on episode
1: two. I thought it was the series finale.
2: It is. It's both.
1: <gasps> Holy
0: cow. Is good it? night, Louise. What is happening?
2: It's just a two episode series. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Could you
0: imagine if like The Good Place was just like, you get two.
1: <laughs> You're done.
0: You get two. Oh, uh, my goodness. Oh, I would love it. I would love that so much. Something that is like so cliffhangery. Or, yeah. Or like uh, uh, Stranger Things or something. Oh
2: yeah. What
1: sure. not like? What if Friends had two episodes in a season? <laughs> what, what,
0: <laughs> you, what, you, <laughs> but there's still an hour and a half. Oh god, can you imagine an hour and a half sitcom? Ooh. Ooh, exhausting.
1: Yeah, an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly
2: (laughs) but we open on a scene from the Scottish
0: play thank you for saying it for Mm -hmm. those who don't know what that means it means Macbeth
1: right outside your apartment three times
2: (laughs) (laughs) for those who don't know there is huge superstition around saying the name of that play or that king Uh, so the Scottish king it's the scene in fact where the Scottish king and his wife are talking about having done, having done the murder or about to do the murder.
1: Having done. Yeah. She's going to go like hide the daggers.
2: It's like Dagger. my favorite. It is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite scene from oh. that play. I've directed it in college. Um, it, Cause oh. it's anyway, I won't, I won't get into it, but I love it. <laughs> uh, and they did a terrible job. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: But they both looked cute, so that's good.
2: in the in the T V show. Yeah, they were very yeah, cute. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: were yeah. Very... It reminds me of like how like in my mind it's like how uh film and television view stage actors.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Every time <laughs> this show puts stage actors on blast, I'm like, yes. Yes, please. Because also all of the actors, the leads in this are like well-known, specifically Suchet is like a well-known theater actor. Mm. So I know every time they're like snide about it, it's it's done with a certain amount of love. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, I bet everyone in that cast is a stage actor.
0: 100%. Yes.
2: But they're doing a very bad job. And for some reason, the director of this fictional production that we're watching has decided to put a make-out moment between mackers and lady m in the middle of this scene where lady m is like shaming him for being too soft so that's a strange choice um but then we get a some dude in the audience starts clapping and everyone turns and looks at him including the actors on stage
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I yelled, Tristan, stop clapping.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: apparently, Aww.
2: this dude is George, a.k.a. Lord Edgware. And he's married to the actress playing Lady M and doesn't understand stage kissing. <laughs> yeah. He thinks uh, it is a cheat. And yes. that's weird. <laughs> My, I, point mean,
0: I remember it's just it's not weird it's just like high school behavior yeah yeah because I remember people getting upset all about that and it's just like well who cares but then we go backstage and Lord Edgware is chewing out what is her name Shane.
1: Uh, yeah Jane. Still, still well right
2: um,
0: well Edgware now
2: yeah,
0: well, Lady Edgware.
2: Lady Edgware, uh, who he... is named Jane, and that's who I call what I call her in my, all my notes. So
0: okay, so Jane, mm-hmm. he's like, Jane, you ignorant slut. Basically, um,
1: he... you Jane, me Tarzan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me and... angry, exactly. And I think this is all tawdry nonsense. I should have never married an actress, and she's right. like, well, you did.
2: But also she's like, so you agree that this is a mistake? Can we have a divorce now, please?
0: Pretty please.
2: And he says no, because he's horrible and he's a misogynist and he's like, you're mine. So we cut to Miss Lemon.
0: She backs.
2: Yes. And Poirot in the office, which made me ask. With
0: the candlestick.
2: Yeah. uh, (laughs) Which made me ask, is this before or after the previous episode? I think it's after. It is after. Right, so he's, like, moved back into the office yes, because he realizes... he's fully...
1: Yeah, his return. He's back, yeah. it's
2: like, I don't want to live in the country and grow vegetable marrows. I just want to solve crimes. Uh,
0: reeling me back
2: in! So, Miss Lemon gives him an invitation to an evening with the American actress, Carlotta Adams. And she says, oh, she's a wonderful impressionist. And Poirot's like, uh, no, thank you, that sounds terrible. Um You're
0: yes. Up. Yes and yes. <laughs> but then, I have thoughts.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you do. Uh so then he also gets a telegram from Hastings, who says yes. he's coming into town, and tells him when he's coming into town, and it turns out it's in an hour from the time he's reading the telegram. So he makes a mad dash. To the airport. They're,
0: he's so excited.
2: He's so excited. He's like pushing people out of the way, <laughs> clearing space. I must see Mr. Hastings. Captain Hastings. Why'd I call him Mr.? Uh, but yes. So, Mr. Mr. Captain was my Hastings. father's name. Yeah, hmm? Mr. Captain Hastings.
0: <laughs> Mr. Captain Hastings.
2: And they're so super excited to see each other. And oh, Hastings goes to hug Miss Lemon. And oh. she does turn that into a handshake. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And the opposite thing w- that happens with Jap last episode, to contrast them, is, you know, um, Poirot goes in for the uh, handshake and the kisses on the cheek, and Hastings, like, is fine with it. And I oh, think yeah. that's a nice bit of character.
2: Absolutely. He's in town because he needs to get an apartment because something bad happened with his wife. I was very no. confused about that.
0: His investment in a mine in Argentina fell through, so he's okay. broke.
1: So railway because like, it was supposed oh, to go through a mountain range.
0: That's what it is. Oh. Sorry, Ugh. I knew mountains were involved.
1: Yeah. Um, so what a, a railway. Idiot.
0: Okay, what? But, but his marriage—not
1: you, Hastings.
0: I was gonna say, excuse me, <laughs> but <laughs> two weeks off of caffeine, and this is what you? <laughs>
2: But Hastings' marriage is
0: fine? Like, yeah, it's absolutely okay. Great. She's just selling the farm. She's back in Argentina selling the farm. Oh, okay. The ranch, as he says. And uh, he's like, but we're just as in love as we were as ever when I first met her. And Poirot says, oh, but when you thought she was a, a murderer? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, bah, 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 bah,
2: bah.
0: yeah, at
1: Hastings.
0: The conversation. And I'm sure she's checking
1: out some Argentinian bone marrow. I mean, bone marrow. <laughs> 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 vegetable marrows. Bone marrow.
0: <laughs> <cheese. laughs> just someone burying a skeleton in the backyard. I'm gonna grow one. <laughs> I'll grow my own, oh, and you put it Goodness. in a pot, and you call, you have yourself a stew going. I heard him
2: say that he was still in love with his wife, and vice versa. But for some reason, the tone of it felt like he was getting a divorce, and not hadn't lost. Yeah, because like, there's I was no,
1: no way confused. she's not mad at him for squandering their money like that.
2: True, that is true. Um, but okay, his marriage is allegedly fine. Great. Um, I'm glad he I didn't. It is. Know. Well I don't want them to break up <laughs> He thinks it's fine anyway We don't have her point of view
0: And to quote him later on I think I understand the temperament Of women <laughs> He's very
1: confident Oh yes that's true uh, The ticking of women
0: <laughs> Right
2: <laughs> Yeah you know how we tick um,
1: Also sorry to interrupt us again That's okay uh, that's the So podcast. I watched this episode With closed captionings on YouTube
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was delightful. Just the how off these captions <laughs> were.
0: <laughs> They're just fully from an episode of Big Bang Theory.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. I, I took pictures of some. I'm not going to bring that uh, up now but like you'll see Melissa. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll share them with uh, both of you. But they probably used, It was fascinating.
2: Yeah, they probably used like a an artificial intelligence uh, rather than a real person, which is not as good. Anyway, like it, in,
1: yeah. <laughs> it confused Japanese for like, uh, Poirot's whispering.
2: Wow, it was
1: insane.
2: That's something.
0: <laughs> Do you take Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so since What's
2: Hastings, just... <laughs> since Hastings is sad about his investments. They decide that they're going to actually go to Carlotta Adams' performance.
1: Yeah, to cheer him up.
2: Yeah. And uh, Carlotta does, among many other impressions, a Poirot impression.
1: And the greatest Hitler impersonation I have ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Talk about a master class.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Um, this reminded me of 80% of the Fringe Festival shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I d- did not miss it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it's fun, though. It's got to be fun for the actress playing uh, Miss Adams. Yeah, yeah to be... Dude, You
1: don't have to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you imagine the auditions must have been like, "Give us your best Hitler, give us your best Poirot, come on, show me what you got, lady." I don't know why the casting directors from New York. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> right?
1: They always are. That's true. Here we are
0: at the BBC. <laughs> it's turning into Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Listen, I need you to do a David Suchet impression.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh, Did, uh Godfrey as Poirot. Oh,
0: There has been a murder. <laughs> Hastings,
1: toot sweet. <laughs> it's greenlit for me. I'm here <laughs> for it.
2: At the show, Jane Wilkinson, the actress from the production of Mackers, is also there. Uh, and she asks Poirot for his help. And uh, meanwhile, Carlotta, Carlotta comes over and introduces herself, and her American accent is something else.
1: <laughs> Carlotta good like, that did that dinner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Peter Griffin. It's absolutely nightmarish. <laughs> it's no, it's just <laughs> Mr. Poirot.
2: <laughs> this woman is not from the States. This actress. Really?
0: I know. thought she was from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love when Brits do American accents. It's so delightful. It's so great. God Much bless like when we. Yeah.
1: yeah, like they have to feel the same about us. I'm
0: sure. I don't know what you're talking about,
1: <laughs> No idea. Wait, do we have. Do we have Jack here? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm Phil Jackson. I play uh, Chief Inspector James
1: Jap <laughs> in Agatha Christie's Poirot. Oh, oh, it is a, it is an honor, sir. Yeah.
0: Well, do you have any questions for
1: me about my role in uh, I have questions about David. Uh, who's David? Suchet? Oh,
0: right. That little man. <laughs> what about him? Every interview like goes the same way. Him. They're like, How's David? How's David? I pretend to not know him. And then they go and get all confused. But anyway, what's your question then, mate?
1: What was it like working with him? And did his acting brilliance rub off on you at all?
0: Well, <laughs> oh, that's quite a mean question. Isn't it.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but he's good. He's good. He enjoys a nice cup of tea in between takes. And the, um, uh, what he'd do, he'd do this great prank where he'd take off his little mustache, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd put on my big mustache. And uh, then he'd say, it's, uh, it's a little baby. It's a little baby mustache. And then he'd rip both of them off because they're both fake.
1: All right. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going back into the ether.
2: Oh,
0: boy. Bill no Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what wow. am so sorry I missed that whole interview you did. And yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. It was great. Oh, was just, were you in the bathroom again? Oh, Yeah, I was again. Oh, crying. Oh, gosh. Dang it. Oh, Jiminy <laughs> Christmas.
2: So Jane, wants. everyone hates uh, Lord Edgware, Jane's husband, because he uh, is the worst. Yep. He's the worst. He and uh, Jane wants Poirot to con- to go see him and convince him to give her a divorce. And he feels bad for her. And he's like, all right, sure, that's fine. Poirot asks Hastings, what do you think of this woman? And Hastings says, she's very attractive.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy that Horndog Hastings is back. He's just trying to
2: push her off to Poirot, though. He's, uh, you know, he's a married man. So he's like, all right, let me see if I can set my buddy up. So Lord Edgware meets with Poirot and Hastings, and he says that he agreed to the divorce a month ago and wrote Jane a letter and had it sent to the stage door of the theater because he didn't know where else to send it. (laughs) I don't know where my (laughs) wife lives.
0: That's where that whore resides. <laughs>
2: exactly. Terrible.
0: Terrible man.
2: So so Jane never got this letter, but she's thrilled. And she's like, you know what? I said no to a dinner invitation because I just wasn't in the mood. But now I want to go out and celebrate. Uh, yeah. Which do you like to come, Mr. Poirot? And he says, no, no, no. Um, I have plans. And his plans are that he wants to have. Uh, he wants to make dinner for Miss Lemon and Hastings. Um,
0: so. And mm-hmm. James Japp. Yes. Um, it's all all four of them again together.
2: The crew is together again. So uh, meanwhile, Lord Edgware's daughter is also going out that evening and he's really grumpy about it. You know, blah, blah, blah. She's going to the opera. Um, Jane is again wearing a backless dress. it's very nice yeah it's beautiful and so then uh jane's dinner party uh before she gets there there's a couple of the people that are hosting it remark that there's 13 places set and you all know the superstition if you've read the harry potter books or otherwise know the superstition that if there's 13 at a table the first to rise will be the first to die very ominous
0: oh so that's is that based off of the last supper do you think yes because jesus was like i gotta go
2: take a leak you know i hadn't ever thought about it that way or i forgot that i had learned that but that absolutely makes sense Mm. you can't have 13 at a table it's bad luck
0: it is, it is. Unless
1: you're inviting people over and you don't care which one of them does.
0: I'm hoping to be the 13th someday. What a way to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want all of the attention. When I go, I'm going to make a big stink about it, folks. Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that exasperated. Like, I'm going to do a treasure hunt for my will and testament. (laughs) There's going to be painting involved. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah. Uh, We're also getting cut scenes to Lord Edgeware at his house, and he's, like, being real mean to his secretary or maid or whatever she is.
0: Yes. And he's about to leave for Paris. Yes. And he's just gotten a bunch of money, and he's going to go buy a patent.
2: Right. In Paris, ostensibly.
0: Yes. So he's preparing for that. He's going through papers of different paintings that he's going to buy, I suppose. He's, he's some sort of art collector.
2: So then we see the dinner party. We see um, Lord Edgeware. We see uh, things about the... And, and then we're also cutting back and forth to this dinner with uh, Poirot and friends.
1: Right. Um, I do want to note, though, that Tony Ross is seated across from um, Jane at the other dinner. Yes. Yeah. And he's going on and on about uh, this oh. play that he's writing about Troy. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Yes. Greek mythology. So she was wearing, Jane is wearing at this dinner a pink dress. Yes. It's very bright. She made sure to tell her maid. To set out something bright and cheerful, so
1: but with this badger-looking stole,
0: yeah. Oh God, I she she wears that a few times, and I it really struck me how disgusting that is. Yeah, it
1: just looks gross.
0: It looks like something you'd find on the side of the road.
2: Your clothing has a face.
0: Your clothing has a face, and it's not like a, it's not a novelty T-shirt. That has Batman on it.
2: No, it's a literal face of an animal that was once alive.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. My favorite stole is a Corey stole. Great actor.
2: He is a very good actor. Really loved his uh, Brutus and Iago performances at Shakespeare Mm. in the Park.
0: I loved him on uh, Gossip Girl. He was on Gossip Girl? I believe so. Is it Gossip Girl? Or, no, I'm sorry, it's Girls. He's on the show Girls. <laughs> okay. They both have girl in the title and they're both set in New York. Like, fair well, enough. They're, and they're both about young women. No, that's fair. Uh, they're almost the same show.
1: Nah, that's just a Gossip Girl.
0: <laughs> go Piss Girl. You've seen that meme, right? <laughs> oh no. No, I haven't. It's just like, I gotta go to the bathroom and then it just is spaced out Go Piss Girl.
1: Oh, people. (laughs) Made
0: myself laugh. (laughs) Thinking about a meme. You ever think about a meme,
2: folks? (laughs) That's why you come listen to podcasts, to talk about memes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Corey Stoll was also in House of Cards. Anyway. Yes. uh, Then we get a scene where the maid or secretary or whatever she is, is watching Ugh. Is watching uh, Jane, a woman saying that she is Jane, coming into the house saying that she wants to see her husband, and she is dressed all in black, and she has a hat on that is hiding her face. But the hair is the correct Jane hair, etc.
1: It's a very smart looking hat.
0: Yeah, it is. It I does. want one. It's like a... High scoring SAT hat. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. She walks in and she tells Alton the footman that she knows the way, so he need not follow her or be near her.
2: Right. He's only been working there about a month, I guess. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, be near her is very funny.
2: Do not be <laughs>
0: near me. <laughs> I don't want this stunted slime in my
1: sight again.
2: Yeah. Seriously.
1: Oh, how I long to say that to my children someday.
0: <laughs> Don't be near me.
2: <laughs> uh, but Lord Edgware's daughter, Gerald, uh, who we later learn is named Geraldine. Uh, mm-hmm. She is at the opera, but she's talking to this other gentleman and she seems like she's doing something really shady. They do a really good job. They do a lot of like suspicious music throughout this episode. Yeah. Whenever anyone's doing something that seems suspicious... This music plays and it adds to the air of suspicion, if you will. Uh, so, Japp remarks about Poirot being back in town, uh, and it's like, oh, you're back to London. All that's missing is a dead
0: body. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, 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 oh. Cut to. The next e- morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Lord Edgware has been stabbed in the neck much like Roger Aykroyd in fact hmm so Jap and Poirot are on the case and Jap's like well it was the wife then wouldn't it um <laughs> so uh Jane says she was busy all night and she never went to Edward's house um she was at the dinner and then she met uh and then she did like something else she met someone for drinks or whatever uh but like very she has very alibi
0: <laughs> the only time there's she... always a series of words in every episode <laughs>
2: that i just can't make work and they just and jump. they know
0: you squish them together for the sound sex of it all
1: <laughs> oh. oh, wait what
0: that, that's a that's a stephen Fryism.
2: oh mm. i like mm-hmm. it
0: yeah
1: a vocal Fryism at that you're absolutely right
2: Ugh. Jane says that she did receive an odd phone call uh, while she was at dinner, and it was a phone call from a woman, if she's remembering correctly. Um, Geraldine also says she hated her dad, and she's glad he's dead, but she was at the opera with her cousin, Ronald Marsh, and she's pretty convinced it was Jane. So what Poirot thinks is that Jane was framed Based on the fact that she had originally said she wouldn't be at the dinner. So someone made the plan knowing that she would be home and have no alibi. And then just carried it out not knowing that she was now at the dinner. So the dinner party hosts reveal that uh, Jane had been dating a man named Duke. Named the Duke. Um,
1: (laughs) The Duke of Merton, right? Yeah,
2: the Duke of Merton.
1: Come
0: on, little doggies, we gotta go.
2: (laughs) And his name is Percy. Then they do also remark that Jane was the the first to leave this table
0: of 13.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Yes, to receive a phone call.
2: Uh, We later learn that Ronald Marsh, the cousin of Geraldine, uh, is a producer, and he'd been producing plays that had starred Jane um, because they pan over a poster saying as such, um, mm-hmm. but he is now the new Lord Edgware and has a ton of money and he had been in really difficult financial straits uh, just the night before, so good luck for him, huh? Um, and yeah. yeah, Geraldine and Ronald are acting super shady. So we also <laughs> we also learn about. Brian Martin, who is the actor um, who had been acting with Jane a bunch of times, Uh, he goes to visit Poirot to ask him for help about this man with a gold tooth, but gives him practically no information.
0: And And it's Joe Pesci, if you can believe, from Home Alone. It is,
2: from Home Alone. But he makes (laughs) sure... (laughs) We love reminding Tyler of that movie existing.
1: Yes. We love it so much. Just what I think I forgot.
2: <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, but he does also say that Jane is capable of murder.
0: Mm. He mm. makes
2: sure to say that really <laughs> clearly.
0: If you want my two cents, I think she's a bloody murderer. Yeah. And she'll kill again! No reforming her!
2: Poro! thinks this is mad sus as the kids say
0: (laughs) they do yeah ace things i do believe this is mad sus i do not (laughs) yes i do not believe a word of it
2: uh and then his little gray cells put something together and he wants to get carlotta adams on the phone immediately uh but she's dead unfortunately (laughs)
0: Oh bum bum
1: bum ba da ba ba intro to black dynamite. <laughs>
2: Have you seen that, Melissa? No, not yet. It's on my list.
0: <laughs> is
1: black okay. dynamite is black dynamite a mystery in
0: any way? Can we squeeze it?
1: I for the same reason that we can't do Alex Cross anymore, I think it's the same thing, because Apollo's a detective. So it's more of a procedural than uh.
0: I would gladly make an exception, though.
1: Okay, if you're willing, and if, Melissa, you want to watch a trailer uh, and let us know your thoughts.
0: Sure. Oh, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. Excellent. It
1: really is. It beat the Hurt Locker for Best Picture at the Seattle Film Festival. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse. Technically, it happened. They were up for the same award. Oh. And black dynamite won it.
0: Hell yeah, dog.
2: That's so good. It's amazing. So <laughs> they're searching her room and she has a wig that looks just like Jane's hair and a lot of other things that look just like Jane's stuff. And the maid says she was wearing a black dress last night.
0: And a very smart black hat.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like the stuff. Two
1: words. <laughs> Clones. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It sounds very much like the uh, outfit that Jane had gone to wear to murder her husband, uh, in quotes. So there was also a letter that Carlotta had the maid send out that morning.
0: Yes. And then also they find a little snuff box Mm -hmm. that is dated in um, November. November. It's like 2AC. No, CA. 2CA from P. Yeah. Dyslexia. Am I right, folks? (laughs) Dyslexia, datlexia, all the lexias. Anyway. (laughs) Yes.
2: So we find out that Jane and Brian Martin had been having an affair, but not anymore. New. No. So Brian Martin might be pretty sour about that, and he also seems to have a girlfriend uh, who also is not a big fan. Yeah, no, he's uh, she's also not a big fan of Jane.
1: Oh, I can't imagine why.
2: Yeah, no. Um, But he is uh, Brian is uh, spying on Jane and Poirot chatting about this, and Jane is saying that she and the Duke Percy plan to marry. Uh, and Jane, again, just asks Poirot to, like, go to her man and, sa- and tell him to make everything okay. Because I guess Percy yeah. is, like, kind of, you know, oh no. He
1: just loathes scandal. Right. That's what it is.
2: That's what it is. So Poirot, who clearly does have a little bit of a thing for Jane, at least he really likes her um he agrees and so everyone else is acting shady brian's girlfriend's acting shady the servants are shady too uh and (laughs) the secretary calls and says that lord edgeware's french franks are missing and that alton uh the butler or the footman
1: (laughs) yeah He's has, also
0: gone.
2: Yeah, he has taken off.
0: I'm sorry. You said something very funny, Melissa. Oh, good. Which is French Franks.
1: <laughs> uh, like French fries. Yeah, you know, like French
0: fries. Or like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of... It's a hot dog that's just full of ennui. <laughs> <Is> These <it gasps> are my, my French francs. Isn't there another Oh,
1: content? I would love to eat that. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. That sounds... Perfect I'm being devoured
1: alive. I like life. <laughs> it's like that cartoon that I didn't really like with Seth Rogen. Oh,
0: a sausage party. Yeah. Ah. Did not see it. Yeah. Had I, no interest.
2: I looked at that and went, this isn't for me.
0: No, it's not. If it is for you. That's great. Seek help. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everybody has their thing. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a
2: joke. Mean joke.
0: It's a mean joke. That's right. We'll seek help in buying the DVD then. How's that? That's better.
1: Oh, you got DVD player money?
2: (laughs) (laughs) They cost like 12 cents now.
0: Of this podcast,
1: we have DVDs at home. It's a VHS player,
0: it's Betamax. <laughs> this is an N64. I can't even play these dvd
1: It's a cardboard box with a CD drawn on it. Use your
0: imagination, kids. It's fine. Pretend you're watching Finding Nemo.
1: Oh. Oh. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, Lucy, Carlotta's sister, has come to see Carlotta.
0: Ricky, I want to see my sister.
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm here to see my sister. And the maid's like, oh no.
0: (laughs) They do a zoom in and it goes, (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh,
2: Lucy, we got some bad news for you. Oh, wait, and
1: she was supposed to be American as well, right? She she was.
0: Yeah, she was. All the way over from New York City, I'll tell you. Hey. Oof. Uh,
2: but she was the person who had gotten this letter that had been posted the morning of Carlotta's death. So, uh, the letter reveals that Ronald Marsh had hired Carlotta uh, for, like, a joke?
0: Yeah, for a bit.
2: For a bit, to go visit as Jane to see Lord Edgware, And she, like... Wasn't sure what was the purpose behind it. But mm-hmm. she, he offered to pay her $2,000, so why the heck not? So Poirot interviews Ronald and... Well, he interviews Geraldine and the daughter of Lord Edgware. And, well, actually, is he interviewing both of them? Whatever. He finds out from one <laughs> of the two of them, maybe both, that Poirot's interviewing them about what happened during the opera. And apparently, this opera was very close to Lord Edgware's Manor.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, the way you phrased that is like okay. So, in the beginning of this opera, there's uh, there's this barber, and he's in Seville, and <laughs> they're just explaining the plot.
2: There's all these ragamuffins living in in Paris, and uh, yeah,
0: they're burning they decide- paper.
2: Yeah, they decide to go out for uh, for New Year's Eve, and, and one of them meets this really sick lady and falls hopelessly <laughs> in love.
0: I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or if I just said it in my life. Ugh, oh, t- am I right, folks? Content. But the idea of a modern labo M, but you're just, like, burning an iPad <laughs> to keep warm. <laughs> During the winter. Oh, goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just put my whole-ass Macintosh computer (laughs) into the flames.
2: Oh, dear. Even
0: people in Quayune are like, that's not how that's done.
2: Gosh, what a beautiful opera.
0: Yeah, it is. It is absolutely gorgeous.
2: So, yes, during Geraldine and Ronald's interview, Ronald says that they both say that they were getting pearls Geraldine was giving him her pearls so that they... Oh, God. (laughs) So so he could sell them. Uh, It doesn't make it better. So he could sell them and get money for them. Because he was really poor. Anyway. uh, So they just went during intermission or an interval so that they could fetch the pearls. Um, And he says that he saw Brian Martin leaving the manor.
0: In the flashback, he goes, oh, I think that's Brian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I dare say, I think that's Brian. Oh, that's
1: but so he also
2: good. denies having paid Carlotta Adams to dress up.
0: Yeah, because he does go, how possibly could I have
2: that amount of money? Nah, that's fair. I'm um,
0: broke.
2: But here, the thing that they don't address in this Is that if he was murdering his uncle, he would be inheriting all his uncle's money. So, Uh. then he would have the $2,000. I thought they were going to bring that up at some point, and they never did. Anyway. Mm. I'm smarter than their writers. So, after that interview, we find out that this butler, Alton, is taking a flight to Buenos Aires. And Jap pronounces it Buenos Aires.
1: Yeah. Which was is like, correct. Oh, they have a second one?
0: <laughs> oh. Whoa.
1: They have a whole nother Aries down there.
0: I love I'm, it. I'm more of a Scorpio myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh.
2: So, since he has stolen all the French francs, uh, <laughs> I'm
0: stuck in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they have, he, He's Belgian. Thank you. I... Uh, <laughs> 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 Quaro and Jap run to the airport. Yeah, to intercept him on the tarmac with like yeah. a whole police presence. It's it, it's really fun. Yeah, they and he sees the police coming and he's like, "Whoops!" And he makes a <laughs> yeah, he makes Oopsie a dupe, yeah, huge run for it. Uh, it's an all-out chase scene on foot, and uh, you know he's taking swings at police officers, and he Jap
0: He Jap in the stomach. In the stomach, oh, okay. Or the groin.
2: Yeah, one of the two. Whatever,
0: he just fully kicks the... I said out loud, he just kicked the head of Scotland Yard.
2: Yeah, it's really stupid. The um,
1: audacity.
2: It's also... Never mind the audacity. Wait,
1: is yours still working?
0: Fuck, I
1: don't... I use GarageBand, thank you.
2: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so... One of the policemen shoves Alton through a skylight.
0: Accidentally.
2: Yeah, Uh, and he breaks that glass ceiling. Uh,
1: (laughs) Hillary finally did it.
2: (laughs) Except it's in the opposite direction.
0: (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Uh,
2: Uh. (laughs) So he falls through the skylight and absolutely crashes onto the ground, many feet below, and dies.
1: And, and oh, wasn't light on his feet, was he? No,
2: sure wasn't. <laughs> um,
0: Poirot literally just walks up to the body and it's kind of like, ah, well.
2: <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> what are you going to do? He's dead.
2: So most everyone, there's a moment where they consider, like, did this guy do it to steal the Franks? Nah. It, like, way too much went into the whole murder to, yeah. for it to be this guy. He just took advantage of the situation and tried to steal some money. Um,
0: yeah. And the reason he's going to bonus Aries is the fact that the first stop is in Paris.
2: Right.
1: So he can change all that money.
2: Poirot has five questions.
1: But he needs to know whose spectacles they found.
2: Yeah, in Carlotta's That was purse. one of the
1: questions. Yeah. Who uh, was the one who prevented, uh, what's the girl's name? Jane. Jane from getting the letter. Mm-hmm.
2: About the divorce.
1: Yeah. And then there were three other questions.
2: Who sent,
0: Let me...
1: uh,
2: who is P, who is uh, P from the, yes. the medicine box that Carlotta had. And then there's two more. In the meantime, Miss Lemon's like, well, I think I can figure out who engraved this box. So let me take the box and go visit this jeweler. And the jeweler says, okay, yes, this is my work. And I don't know who P is, but it was purchased by a Mrs. Van Dusen. And I know it's dated from November, but they bought it only a couple months ago. And it's like June or something. Um, so that's weird, but... At least they have a name to go with the purchase of this little box. Because that box mm-hmm. was containing, like, a a drug. Yeah. Which was... Sleep drug. Yeah, which of course you could OD on. And that is how she died, how Carlotta died, is she OD'd on that sleep drug. So Hastings goes to a lunch that where almost our entire cast of characters is there's mm-hmm. yes, Jane
1: because uh, what's his nut invited him
2: Ross no Yes, was it the playwright Ross or... no
1: the, uh, the one that we don't like
2: Brian Martin Ronald Marsh
1: yes
0: Okay.
1: I think <sighs> yes
0: but he fights Poirot and Poirot is like heck no
1: we won't go. Heck oh no.
0: right, yeah. And he
2: invites he, Poro. I thought he, yeah. you said he fights Poro. I'm like, no. what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> he, <laughs> Stop making in Poro an action. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, but uh, and there's this funny moment where he sends Hastings. He's like, "You got to be my eyes and nose," and he goes, "Ears," and he goes, "Yes, all of them." <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's good.
2: Uh, so everybody's there and they're having a chat. And uh, the writer, Ross, then, after that, wants to speak to Poirot.
0: Yes, because there's a moment where he's explaining his play again. And he's talking about the trials, no, the judgment of Paris. And Jane goes, well, then you can't trust the judgment of Paris at all when it comes to fashion. You have to go to Milan or New York for that sort of thing. And everyone's like, you garbage woman. How dare you not know Greek mythology? Yeah. Um, also, a note about Ross—he's Scottish, and it's nice
1: hearing that accent again. It
2: is. Oh, I was going
1: to say that earlier—that I found it most attractive. Yes. Yeah, he's, it's, he's got a very pleasant voice.
2: Yeah, I love a Scottish accent. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so Ross calls Poirot, and he says something about
1: Ross Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs>
2: And, uh, he tells Poirot something about Paris, uh, but then promptly gets stabbed in the neck from behind while he's on the phone. Yeah. And he is now deceased. R.I.P. Ross. Poirot goes to see Jane's maid, and he, uh, she needs to fetch her, her pince-nez, but Poirot's like, no, 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 let me get them. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'll get them. But he pulls out instead the ones that were found in Carlotta's bag. And she's like, Oh yes, great, thanks. And apparently either everyone wore these exact type of glasses or those glasses actually lived in that home.
0: Oh, who's to say? Yeah. And he the thing he's requesting is like, Do you recognize this handwriting from the letter? Right. And she's like, Absolutely not. And he goes, I didn't think so.
2: Thank you. That's all I need. Yeah.
0: Goodbye.
2: We then get a parlor reveal at the club. Where Mm. Carlotta performed.
0: And we should go to a break. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) This is a weird energy I've brought to the ad break. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. We're on the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com. And browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. (laughs) You can, because they have a bunch of great podcasts, like Spooky Spouses, where they talk about uh, cryptids and ghosts and whatnot. um, I know they're about to start a new Pokemon Nuzlocke run on the Twitch channel, so you can also check that out. You got a myriad of different kinds of content from scavengers network you can also buy our merch we got mugs we got shirts we got pin back buttons we got words of affirmation if you email us tossing it over to melissa Maley.
2: we have social media and we are on it at adc pod that is at adc pod on twitter and the instagram and then on Facebook, it's slash ADC pod. And then rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. And uh, give us a five star rating. Also, our email address, should you want to reach out, is amateurdetectiveclub at gmail.com. Be nice. Thank you.
0: Oh,
1: Jesus. what it is, party people. <laughs> visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash <laughs> Get them subscriptions up and join us on our Discord channel. For as little as a dollar a month, holler at your boys, girls, and the gender nonconforming at patreon.com slash <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is this your audition for Wylan Out on MTV?
1: Oh, if only. Do you think they'd take me? Yeah.
0: And we're back in the show.
2: Yeah. So we're at the cabaret club. Yes.
0: Poirot walks from behind the stage into the limelight. And he's like, it's "It's It's very dramatic. dramatic.
1: I took some good stills from this scene. Oh, oh, good. Nice. Very good.
2: So, yeah, Brian Martin's girlfriend hates Jane because of the affair, and Martin was indeed trying to incriminate Jane uh, when he went to visit Poirot, when he was like, oh, yeah, she could do a murder, no problem. And so, Poirot, he's like, but I didn't kill him. And uh, Poirot says, no, but now you have paid the price for your misleading words or whatever basically he makes him feel a little scared for a minute to shame him for trying Mm. to cast suspicion on jane so the secretary or maid or whatever she is of edgeware hated jane but she had identified her from like way above when she walked in the night of the murder. And she hadn't seen her face. So the hat was hiding her face, so she couldn't possibly have identified her, especially if there was a wonderful impressionist like Carlotta uh, pretending to be her. But it wasn't her either. So they figured out that the little medicine box was a prop planted to make it seem like Carlotta was taking this drug, even though... She actually wasn't. So they wanted to like establish a history of her using this drug so that it wouldn't look as suspicious when she then died of an overdose. But, uh-huh. um, which is why when when traced back, she had not purchased it. It had not been purchased that long ago, even though it said November on it. Uh, and it's cute because Pearl's like, there are so many actors and this is but a prop. In the performance, Mm -hmm. or whatever he says. So, Mrs. Van Dusen, who bought this medicine box, was an identity created by the killer. A wonderful actress.
1: What a Van Dusie it was. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And, Uh,
2: as it turns out, it was Jane, after (gasps) all. What? Zoot
1: Delore.
2: So she did, she conspired with Carlotta, who... And Carlotta went to the dinner instead of Jane.
0: Yes. And so. Because f- no one there had actually met Jane before. Or
2: they'd only met very briefly. Yes. And it was like candle lit. So it was, you know, with a wig and some good with a and a, and a good impression wearing her clothes. She could totally pass for Jane.
1: And yeah, the filming of this like this scene like was really well done, I thought.
0: I agree.
2: Did anyone go back? Because I wanted to, but I didn't have enough time. Did anyone go back and look at the scene? Because it fooled me.
0: I don't know if the first one...
1: Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. I I think they went and filmed the flashback.
0: Yeah, with Carlotta. But I think the original one might be... Let me take a look here. Okay. Um, But also, in the sequence, we get the actress playing... Carlotta her natural accent oh yeah which is great to see
2: yeah absolutely so Jane was not at the dinner after all Carlotta was there and she was indeed the first to rise from the table and the first to die so it worked the 13 uh, suspicion worked anyway um Jane calls Carlotta during the dinner to have a little check-in. And she says, it's going great. I'm fooling everybody. And she's like, that's fantastic. And then uh, Jane goes into the house and stabs her husband to death in the neck. Um, Later that evening, they're at a hotel, which um, she is staying in under the name of Mrs. Van Dusen. And uh, Jane poisons a glass of wine as she has a chat with Carlotta. Um... And, you know, Carlotta's glass of wine then later leads to her death. But as they're chatting, Carlotta tells Jane about this playwright she was sitting across, Mr. Ross. So, of course, at the lunch, Ross had become suspicious when he met the real Jane. And Jane figures this out, and Jane then goes and kills him.
1: Yeah, there was a great moment where... Hastings comes back from that lunch and tells Poirot, you know, what the playwright had said. He said he said that in front of all of those people at the table. Mm -hmm. Because he knows exactly what that means for him.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's uh, in the original scene. It's the um, actual actress that plays Jane.
2: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do only do wides. And so you can barely see her face, though. It's shot very well.
2: Okay. Okay. Huh, I feel like they really should have
0: mm-hmm.
2: had the actress playing Carlotta do it because, mm. mm. I guess it it's didn't... from the perspe- It's supposed to be like from the perspective of the other people. That's who's there.
0: Yeah, and like in the book, it's explicitly Lady Edgware all the time, and like you're fooled along with it. So I guess that's the best way to you know get that across. But
2: I feel like it would work on stage really well.
1: Sure. Sure. Or the Kenneth Branagh film in 2028.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where he plays
1: every kid. Lady character. Edgware and. <laughs>
2: Amazing. Uh, but the whole thing with the letter is that Jane had, rem- had seen the letter when she was planting evidence on Carlotta. And she removed a full page from the letter to her sister. Um, and because she was able to figure out that by removing this page, it would make it look like Ronald Marsh had paid her to dress up as Jane and not uh, and not Jane herself. So, uh, she also took a little teeny tiny piece off of the corner of the paper so that it would say, he paid me instead of she paid me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So... It was so fortunate that those pages lined up like they did, but pretty brilliant, but not brilliant enough for Poirot. Um, And the reason, the motive, because of course he was going to give her the divorce, but Percy was a Catholic and could not marry a divorced woman. So he had to die in order for them to get married. And and then, for her to
0: get all this money
2: yeah and all then this. she uh, she talks about how she had a great time committing this murder uh, and everything after even getting caught and she loves the spotlight
0: yeah she loves the attention
2: yep maybe they'll make a wax figure of me and Madame Tussaud. so then in the last scene I, he's uh, a check arrives and Poirot gives it to Hastings and said oh this is from Percy he was very grateful and wanted to give us a reward and it's for you he's like but this is yours Poirot and he's like no 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 no. take it and buy yourself a flat in London and then they like tease him about an investment that he could make instead
0: yeah a railway
2: yeah and then he sees what they're doing there and uh, says i think i just better put this in the bank. <laughs> End of episode. Roll credits.
0: All right. What do you think? What do you think? What do i think? Mm-hmm. I think i i think i liked it. I think it was a fun episode. Um I liked all the acting. It was all pretty good, ex- with the exception of the accents, which is always forgivable. It's hard, it's hard to change your voice, which is why it's so impressive when people can do it. Um, nothing particularly egregious. It's a decent adaptation from the book, from what I remember. They really streamline it. Um, one of my only issues is that I started remembering the book Halfway through, so I like figured it out because I remembered. Um, but with that being said, I think the original plot is very fun and intricate, and kind of, the the double backing is very very fun. And there's a nice moment where Poirot reveals that it's Jane because Jap has said from the beginning that it's Jane. Oh yeah. And he goes, "So I was right then." <laughs> and it's. <laughs> So good. That's true. I love it. Also, I love how excited Poirot gets when Hastings shows up. I love how excited they all are to be back together again after Poirot retires. It's so positive, despite there being multiple murders. (laughs) It's so positive and such a sweet show. And I like how they gave Miss Lemon something to do again, which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes she gets sidelined, which, you know. you know her she's you know a, a secretary so i understand why that would be the case but it's always nice to see her in action be very useful um i will say i really enjoyed the actress playing jane i think she did a very good job with the exception of the last scene i think that she played it very one note and could have easily got more texture out of that um it made it a little bit more complicated as a character but she um she did a good job. Uh, everyone did a good job. I, I while we're, I, well I get to talk, well, I have the, the talking stick or the oh, platform. Oh
2: boy, what'd you rate it?
0: I haven't yet. Oh. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll give it like a three and a half, four. It's a good episode. It's nothing like astounding, but it's good. Um, it's out of five, right? Because mm-hmm. we're doing TV yeah. rules, even though it's a feature length four, four out of five good episode fun i love the you know uh the what do you call it the double bluff whatever
1: sure sure yeah sounds yeah. right <clears throat> the
0: fact that it was jane the whole time i enjoyed that very yeah. much yeah
1: i would give this 4.5 out of 5 i really had a great time with this it gets uh, points off, because I still feel like it could have been streamlined more. But that's it.
2: Yeah, I felt really similarly. Uh, also 4.5. Uh, it's a strong plot in the first place. And mm-hmm. it's something that lends itself well, I think, to TV adaptation. Uh, and they really played up all of the red herrings. Uh, and... Mm. with that suspicious music under everyone doing anything (laughs) uh yeah it's i yeah i think that there was a little bit of room to grow but it's near perfect it's a near perfect poirot episode um yeah it's really good and the gang all getting back together again my goodness there wasn't a single you know heavy hitter missing then they all got to do stuff it was great it was just great It's a really good episode. Yeah. Loved it. Big fan.
0: Next week, we are talking about the film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? At last. Starring Bob Hoskins and Roger Rabbit. At last. (laughs) Yes, you asked for it, and we said, "Mm, we'll see.
2: Or we asked you if you wanted it, and you said, I guess so. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: right like wasn't there a Twitter? this will do i know there-
1: people who are very excited about this episode coming up
2: yeah i think there are some people that are very excited and some people who are like eh. <laughs> so yeah. fair enough but it'll be a fun episode we know oh, because boy. we've already recorded it
0: yeah it is quite fun i'm in the middle of editing it ed- editing it and uh yeah it's good
2: and with that I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to a close.
0: Gavel sound. Something funny.